Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. I am your host, Adam Tuggle. And yes, this is the show that gets your week started off right. This is the show where the gospel is told and not sold, y'all. I am so, so happy uh, to be here once again. The second episode of the new season of the new year. It is Monday. January 16th, 2023. And today we got a new episode. Today we got a phenomenal topic. But before I get into that, I want to say happy Martin Luther King Day. Because today is Monday, January 16th of 2023. And it is Martin Luther King Day. So I want to say happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody that's listening Today, we have a phenomenal topic on this episode. Today, we are talking about, y'all ready for this? Faith and the favor of God. Yep, that's right. Faith and the favor of God. We're going to be talking about uh, both of these, faith and the favor of God, because faith and the favor of God go hand in hand. They both work together. Amen. So we're going to look at these two words that are very, very important in our life as Christians, as believers. And we're going to talk about it today on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. So stay tuned, sit back, relax and get ready for a phenomenal, phenomenal episode today on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast with your host, Adam Tuggle. God bless you, and I will see you after this commercial break. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast show. I, again, am your host, Adam Tuggle. And yes, again, we have to say it. This is the show that gets your week started off right. This is the show where the gospel is told and not sold, y'all. I am so, so grateful to be here on today, on this episode. This is our second episode of the new year of the new season and like I said before we went on break this episode this topic of this episode is titled faith and the favor of God and we're going to be discussing today these two things the favor of God and faith faith and the favor of God because they go hand in hand And we're going to go into deep into the word of God to see um, what the Lord has to say about faith and his favor on our life. Amen. So I want to say this before we get started. First, I want to say happy Martin Luther King Day, because today is Martin Luther King Day. Today is uh, Monday, January 16th, um, 2023. So happy Martin Luther King Day. I also want to say um, happy wedding anniversary to my beautiful wife, 
of six years now. I want to say to my wife, I love you. I thank God for you. You are a wonderful mother to our children. You're a wonderful wife to me. And I hope to spend six more years and six more years after that and six more years after that with you. And I thank God for you and I praise God that you are my wife in Jesus name. Um, Now, after saying all that, got the preliminaries out of the way. Um, I want to jump right into this. Amen. This is something faith in the favor of God. We need faith. First of all, we need faith. We need faith to be able to live this life in Christ. We need faith to be able to live in the natural. Amen. We need faith to have our walk with Christ. To have a relationship with Christ, we have to have faith. The Bible declares this to us. And I'm going to take you to the scriptures just to show you uh, what I'm talking about. Amen. The other thing that we have is the favor of God. We need the favor of God over our life to be able to execute the plan of God. When God's favor is on a person's life, yes, blessings come. But also, when the favor of God comes upon a person's life, just know that A person is going to go through hardships in life. Now, let me say this. With life comes hardships. With life comes tests. With life comes trials. And that's where faith comes in. Amen. We need faith to be able to get through life. We need faith to be able to... uh, live this life to move into our spiritual life. We need faith to be able to walk the way God would have us to walk in our own lives. Amen. Now, I want to go to a scripture to start off because faith is very, very important. As I said before, let's establish first what is faith? What is it? It's a, is it just a word in the Bible? Is it just a spiritual word being used throughout, you know, the what the the generational time period? No, it's not just a word just to be used. It is a powerful word and it is a word that must be taken Seriously. Amen. What is faith? Faith is two things. Faith is belief 
And faith is action. I'm going to show you in the word of God what I'm talking about. If you don't understand, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll show you in the word of God what I'm talking about and what God is talking about to us about faith. Amen. I hear a lot of preachers say the favor of God is on a person's life. The favor of God is on a person's life. The favor of God is on your life. The favor of God is on your life. You can't have the favor of God on your life unless you are doing what God has called for you to do. Because God's favor, he doesn't just pass out his favor just to be passing it out. Now, everybody can receive God's favor, but he don't just give it out willy-nilly. It don't work that way. If you are a person is living a life of ungodliness, yes, he reigns over it. The Bible says he reigns over the just and the unjust. Sometimes we see people that are not, you might ask, well, I see people that are not in Christ prospering so well. Well, that is because of God's um, uh, mercy. Amen. He reigns over the just and the unjust. As we discussed last week on our, yeah, last week about um true love and the unconditional love of God. That's God's unconditional love toward us that, you know, we're blessed with the things that we have. But having the favor of God is going above what you need and what you want. Sometimes he gives you in the in God's favor. See, he some people live um beneath their privilege some people just have the the you know little dab will do you some people are living life with just a little dab will do you just enough to get by but when you talk about God's favor being on a person's life that is a person that's living that is going beyond the little dab will do you. That's going beyond. I'll just take what I can get. Amen. Because when God sees you acting in your faith, when God sees you living the life that God has called for you to live, God's favor will rest upon that person as long as that person is living a holy and saved life. And I'm going to give you some examples. I'm going to give you the word of God and I'm going to show you in the word of God where what what I'm talking about and I got the Bible to back it up. Amen. But I'm going to start in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11 verses 1 through 3. And then we're going to drop down to verse 
We're going to drop down to verse number six. Okay. Now, Hebrews chapter 11, verses one through three. It reads, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now, what this means is, I'm going to give you the breakdown of what 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 it's saying. Because I know some of these words and the way it's worded and the way it's read, it might not, it might seem a little bit, you know, oh man, I don't really understand it because, you know, you got the he and the there and the, all of that. So it's a little bit, it might be a little bit confusing for some folks. So let me break it down. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Your faith in God is the substance that you need to get to where you're going in life. Your faith in God is the substance of things hoped for. The things that you hope for, your faith in God is your substance to getting those things that you hope for in life. It is the evidence of things not seen. What does that mean? It means the it is the faith is your evidence of things you have not seen yet. Of things that you have prayed for, that you have, that God has not uh, blessed you with yet. Amen. Through faith, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Out of the mouth of God, through faith, we believe that the that the world was framed by God through the mouth of God. In the in Genesis, in the book of Genesis, it says in the beginning, God, God created the heavens and what the earth. We believe that by him, everything was created. Amen. This is what this means. Amen. That it wasn't created by things that appear right now. It wasn't created by a Big Bang Theory. It wasn't created by evolution, but it was created by God. Amen. Now, I'm going to give you this example. And this is this is faith. This this is an example of faith. When you go out to eat. When a person goes out to eat. And you order your food. You order, you order whatever type of meal that you like, your favorite meal. And you're sitting there waiting for it. And all of a sudden, it comes to you. It, you're waiting. In the, in, you're anticipating the meal that you want. While you're sitting there waiting. And the meal comes. Right. This is where faith comes in. This is where faith in God comes in. 
Because the cook that cooked your meal, you didn't see the cook, but you believe the cook was back there to cook your meal. The waiter came by, took your order. But you never saw the cook. But you, when you walked in that establishment, you believed and you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that there was a cook back there ready to cook your meal and it was going to be delicious, right? That's the same thing with our faith in God. Whatever we ask for, just like you ordered that meal, we have to believe that there is a God that is going to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ever ask or think. And it might take a minute. It might take a a days, weeks, months, years. But we have to stand on our most holy faith that God is going to see us through everything that we are faced with. Every everything that we need, everything that we did, uh, everything that we desire, that we're going to uh, achieve that, that we're going to be blessed with that. Amen. Now, when we talk about uh, needing and wanting, there's two things. There's two things with that when it comes to faith. Okay. You can believe for what you need and God bless you with it because God knows what you need. Amen. He know, he said he'll be there. He said he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. The Bible says that um, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread, which means he's going to be there to see your needs. If he can feed the, the, the fowls of the air, he's going to feed you. If he's going to be there for the birds and the bees and the and, and the animals, he's going to be there for you. He's going to be there to see your needs. If he's there to see uh, a bird, if he's able to get that bird some food, what makes you think that he won't get you the things that you need? Now, the things that we need and the things that we want are two different things. Okay? And this is where the conflict happens. Because the things that we need, God already God already said he'll provide it, right? But the things that we want, some of the things that we want, we really don't need. Uh-oh. And look, I'm like this. If God, look, if my need If my wants are not matched up with God's wants for my life, then I really don't need it. I'm going to say that again. If If my wants, if my desires are not met with God's desires for my life, I don't need that want. Because it's not good for me to have it. It's not good for me to have it. Because if it was good for me to have it, God would God, it would be in God's desires for me to have it. There's a reason why God did not want me to have this. Whatever it might be. There's a reason. There's some of these things that we want in life, and God is saying, no, 
I don't think you need that. You want it, but you don't need it. And we have to stand on our faith and believe God that say, wait, well, God, if you think I don't need it, I, I, I don't need it then. I might want it because some things that we want, it's not that we want it. It's that we desire it. But it, everything, every, and it might look, the, the things that we desire might look good to us, but everything that looks good to us ain't always good for us. See, when God looks at us, he looks at what's good for us. He don't always look what looks good to us, but he worries about the needs of us, both spiritually and naturally. And we have to stand on faith to believe that God, whatever God doesn't allow us to have, that he has something better for us to replace it. God, whenever he takes something or doesn't allow something to happen for us in our life, he always replaces either what he takes from us or doesn't allow us to have. And he replaces it with something better. For example, he wants to, uh, and this is for everybody, he wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. He wants to take your life. He died that you might have life. Because when you came into the world, you came into the world a sinner. He wants to take that sinful nature that a person has and he wants to take that upon his upon himself. What I mean, he wants to take that upon himself. He said that he died for the sins of mankind. He took your place and my place when when uh, sin needed a down payment, when there was a down payment needed for sin, Jesus died. He took your place because he knew what you needed. And in replace of him taking your place, he placed the Holy Ghost. He allowed you to 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 re- to help you. I'm going to take all of those desires that that you that you have in your life, all of those sinful desires, and I'm going to replace it with my joy. I'm going to replace it with my peace. I'm going to replace it with my anointing. I'm going to replace it with my favor. I'm going to replace it with my spirit on the inside of you. But how do I know that that what he replaces it with is better than what he took from me? He took the drugs away from me. He took the smoking away from me. He took the alcohol away from me. So those are the things that, and in, 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 in I'm just speaking in general, This is, these are the things, and I'm just using this as an example, these are the things that people deal with. They use it to have fun with. They use it to, 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 to uh, live life with. But he wants to take that stuff that sinful stuff and replace it 
with his joy, with his peace. And we have to have the faith enough to believe that he's going to replace it with something better than what we have. And he wants to put his spirit down on the inside of you. And how do we know that when he replaces it, how do we know that he replaced it with something better? Because when he puts his spirit on the inside of us, the Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Everything in the world God is greater than everything in the world. The sinful nature, his spirit is better than that sinful nature. But we have to have the faith enough to believe it and act upon it. Amen. Now watch this. In verse number six of Hebrews chapter 11, verse number six, it says, but without faith, it is impossible impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him he is a rewarder that's the stipulation when you have faith in God you will seek him more Now watch this. Let's go to Matthew. Because at the end of of, uh, verse number 6 it said, He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Watch this. Let's go to Matthew chapter chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6 real quick. And let's look and see what Matthew chapter 6 says. Because we read in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number six, that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Now watch this. Matthew chapter six, verse uh, 33. And I'm going to start. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start at verse 32. I'm going to start at verse 32 and, and I'm going to read verse 32 and 33. Matthew chapter six, verses 32 and 33. For after all these things do the do the Galileans seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye that ye have need of all things. Now watch this, verse thirty-three. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, we just read in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number six. He is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Now, Matthew chapter six, verse 33 is saying, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. The things that you need, the things that you desire. Amen. That's where God's favor rests upon your life. When you start getting into him, he'll start. When you take care of his business, he'll take care of your business. It's simple, plain and simple. Amen. When you start seeking the things of God, he'll start seeking. He'll start making provisions for you. Faith in God action you believe that God would do it now you're acting faith in action now you're acting upon what you believe 
For example, I can say all day, if I had a chair sitting here, I could say all day that that chair could hold me up. But until I sit in that chair, my faith is non-active. My faith is non-void. Until I sit in that chair, when I sit in that chair, I can say it, that this chair can hold me up, that's faith believing. When I sit in that chair, and I've proven that that, fa- that that chair could hold me up, that's faith in action. Amen? That's faith in action. This is what we need to do. This is how we need to be. Faith believing and faith in action. This is what faith is. This is all that faith is. Faith believing and faith in action. You're going to act on what you believe. Now, let's go to uh, James. The book of James. James chapter 2. Verse 14. Starting at verse 14. And let's start there. Now, I want you to see something. We're going to start at verse 14 and we're going to drop down to verse uh, 17. And then we're going to drop down to verse 20. All right. This is why I said faith believing and faith in action. You have to put your faith in action because just believing is not enough. Believing that God is going to do something or believing is not enough. But acting on what you believe is the whole package. You got to do both. For example, before I read these verses, I'm going to show you something. I can believe that I'm going to get a new car. And I'm just using this as an example. I can believe that I'm going to get a new car this year. I can say it all day. I'm going to get a new car this year. I'm going to get a new car this year. I'm going to get me a 2023 uh, Lexus this year. Okay, that's faith believing. I believe that God is going to bless me with a 2023 Lexus this year. Okay. But my faith in action is I'm working towards it. My faith in action My faith in action is making sure that my credit is together. Making sure that I have uh, the finances to pay the, the monthly bill on the car. Okay? Making sure I have the means to take care of, to keep the maintenance up on the car. That's faith in action. Making sure I have every, every, every I dotted and every T crossed on what I, on what I want from God. That's faith in action. I'm believing it, but I'm also acting upon it. Cause you got to get ready for things. You can't just willy-nilly go out. And it's also faith in action. If I'm sitting here in my house and I'm saying, well, I believe God is going to I believe God's going to bless me with a, a 2023 Lexus. I believe God's going to bless me with a 2023 Lexus and I keep saying it and keep saying it and I don't go out. I don't never leave my home to go look for the car. 
I don't even go to the car dealership to go look for the car, nothing. What is my what is my faith? It's non-void. It's non-void. So watch this. In James chapter 2, I said that to say that I, I said that to show you something. James chapter 2, verse 14. It says, What doth it profit, my brethren? Do a man say he has faith and have no works? Can faith save him? Now watch this. Verse 17. It reads, Even so faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone. Now what that means is, faith without works is dead. Faith without works is being being alone just having faith just believing it is dead now watch this let's drop down to verse number 20 this will establish what I'm talking about that little scenario that I gave about the uh about the car but thou dost know O vain man that faith without works is dead. Boom. Faith without works is dead. You have to put your faith in action. You have to put your faith in action. Amen. If you don't put your faith in action, God cannot bless you the way he desires to. You will not be able to walk in the favor of God like you should. You won't be able to receive all of the blessings that God's got for you. If you do not have your faith believing and your faith in action. The favor of God cannot rest upon you until you have faith. The full package, both faith believing and faith in action. Amen. Now watch this. This is what faith, this is what the favor of God is. And I'm going to go to a very familiar passage of scripture. Everybody knows it. Psalms 23. I'm going to show you in Psalms 23 what the favor of God looks like. This is God's favor resting upon a person. David talked about it in the book of Psalms. David talked about it in the book of Psalms. He was the narrator of, and I know that this, you might, uh, all of y'all Bible scholars might say, well, uh, Brother Adam, this is the book of praise. Yes, it is. You're right. You're correct. It is. It's the book of praise. But it also shows us God's favor upon a person's life. It also shows God's favor upon a person's life. Amen. Psalms 23. And there are stipulations to God's favor upon a person's life. I'm going to show you. In Psalms 23, it's going to show us the stipulation upon a person's, God's favor upon a person's life. All right. 
Psalms 23 reads, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Then I love this part, and this is the part I really want you to get. Because here comes the stipulation. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The end of that verse, of verse number six, is the stipulation. Amen? Is the stipulation. It says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If we dwell in God's house forever, if we dwell in his presence forever, if we dwell under his authority forever, if we walk the way God would have us to walk forever, then surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. This is the favor of God. He will allow us, if we allow him to be our shepherd, we won't want for anything. Sheep don't want for anything with a shepherd over them. The sheep don't want for nothing. But we do we really understand what Psalms 20, a whole lot of people know Psalms 23. But do we really understand what this is saying to us? The Lord is my shepherd. Okay. What is a shepherd? A shepherd is a person that takes care of the sheep. We have faith enough to believe God will take care of us. That we won't want for anything. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What does that mean? This means we believe that God is going to take care of our every need, of some of our desires, as long as we stay in him. That's the stipulation. We have to walk up right before him. He said in his word that no good thing would he withhold from us that that walk up right before him. Amen. We read in Matthew chapter 6 verses 32 through 33. We read it in verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. We have to seek him. Him in us and us in him. That's what we have to do. And if we do that, then we will be in God's favor. 
we will be in, if we walk in the faith of God, then we will be underneath God's favor. Now, being in God's favor comes blessings. Being in God's favor also comes hardship. I'm I'm just going to tell you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Why? It shows us in Psalms 23 that he'll prepare us the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Your enemies are going to be present in God's favor. Your enemies are going to try to your enemies, your haters, your enemies, the people that the people that are jealous, the people that and it ain't just people. It's the it's the devil himself. Cuz we got three things we're fighting against in this life. We're fighting against tests and trials. We're fighting against the enemy. And we're fighting against our flesh. And when I say tests and trials, people are haters. Our enemies are in those tests and trials that we go that that are up against us. Those hurdles. Amen. We're going to take a commercial break and then I'm going to come back. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this. Amen. When we come back. Because. I want you to see the deep detail. Of what we're trying to get out of this out of this topic today in this episode. Okay? We're gonna dive more deeper into God's favor and why we need faith to believe that God's favor will work for us. Okay. So sit back, relax, grab you a uh a water or a soda or something. And come on back and listen to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast because we got some more we got some more things to talk about on this episode about the about faith and the favor of God in Jesus name. God bless you. I love you. Come on back and listen to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast after this commercial break. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show with your host, Adam Tuggle, in Jesus' name. I want to give a special shout out to our sponsor, in Jesus' name, um, my very great friend and brother from another mother, um, Angelo Martinez, and he is very very uh, great company. He's got a great company over there uh, at Snap Photography. Man, if you have any video photography needs, hit him up on Facebook. Angelo Martinez. You can go to my uh, friends list on Facebook. Look up Angelo Martinez. He will give you great quality work at a great quality price amen um and let him know that adam tuggle sent you to him and 
Uh, he'll, like I said, he'll give you great work in Jesus' name. And if you have any uh, video needs, photography needs, if you got an event uh, that you want to plan and you need some photography work at your event, hit up Angelo Martinez and snap photography in Jesus' name. Um, I want to dive deeper into what we're talking about today. We're talking about faith and the favor of God. Amen. We're talking about faith and the favor of God today. Amen. We must, we must in faith, in faith, believing and in faith in action, we must be able to walk in our most holy faith to to receive the favor of God. We have to hold up the standard of Jesus Christ to obtain the favor of God. We can't just walk willy-manilly with our life. We can't just do anything that we're big and bad enough to do to to obtain favor from God. Okay? I want to go to um, another scripture because I want to show y'all something. I want to show y'all in in the book and it's a very, very great passage of scripture. Very familiar passage of scripture. I want to talk about Psalms 91. Because we were talking about being in the presence of God, dwelling in his house, dwelling in a relationship with him. Amen. And I hate. Because when uh, when we read Psalms 23, at the end of Psalms 23, uh, verse number six, it says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I hate it when people say, I don't need to go to church to have a relationship with God. I'm going to tell you this. Anybody that tells you that or anybody that thinks that, first of all, and I'm going to be very, very blunt when I say this. And I don't and I don't tremble when I say this. Yes, you need to go to church. To have a relationship with God. You need to be in God's house to be able to have a more better relationship with him. Yes, he does. He is everywhere. He's omnipresent. And yes, You can read your Bible at home. And yes, you can pray at home. And yes, you can do all of that. But God requires us to come to his house. The Bible says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. So that's part of it, of dwelling in his secret place. That's part of it. But also, we also want to look at, because in Psalms 91, 
because it talks about dwelling. In in we read in Psalms 23, verse number six, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That dwell. I'm gonna dwell in his presence. I'm gonna dwell with him. I'm gonna dwell in my relationship with Jesus Christ. Now Psalms 91 backs up because all through the book of Psalms, uh, uh, David wrote the book of Psalms. It is the book of praise. Amen. But he was talking about dwelling in a relationship with God. Amen. And in Psalms 91, it's, it reads, he, he, he said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the from the, from the uh, snare of the fowler and from the noise of pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrows that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. What this is saying unto us, and I read verses 1 through 7 in Psalms 91. These seven verses are showing us the favor of God. But it's also showing us if we, the, the stipulation, as I said before, in, in Psalms 20, at the end of Psalms 23, there's a stipulation. In Psalms 91, there is a stipulation. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. You got to go into a relationship with Christ to be able to receive the favor of God. You got to walk in your most holy faith, believing and trusting in God. And it talks about trust in these verses right here in Psalms 91. Amen. In verse number two, it it reads, it says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I what? Trust. That's faith. That's faith believing and faith in action. How is it faith in action? I'm dwelling in the secret place. I'm dwelling in my relationship with him. I'm doing everything I can to get closer to him. Amen. I'm doing all I can. And when we do all we can to to live up to the faith that God has given us, then God will move on our behalf. He will rest his favor upon our life. But we have to get to a place in our faith that no matter what happens, no matter what comes, no matter what goes, No matter who comes, no matter who goes, no matter who wants to go with us, no matter who wants to not go with us, we will stand on our faith, believing. 
We must stand on our faith. We have no other alternative, especially in the day and hour that we're living in, especially in the generation that we're living in, in the society that we're living in. We must stand on our faith. And like we read before and earlier, without faith, it is impossible to please him. We must please him with our faith, believing in our faith in action. We must do it. We can't, we can't tippy-toe around it. We can't get around it. We can't go under it. We can't go over it. We, this is the requirement to receive the favor of God that preachers talk about. I hate it when preachers don't give the, the, the requirements to receive God's favor. The stipulation to receiving God's favor. Because there is a stipulation. There are stipulations. We just read some of them. There is proof that there is stipulations. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. If you ain't dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, you're not going to receive the favor of God. I'm just, I'm out. I'm blunt with it. I'm sorry. No, I ain't. I'm not, I'm not sorry at all because this is God's word. This is what God wants for our life. Uh, it's right there in the word of God. Now watch this. There are going to be some people as we read in Psalms 23. Like I said, this year you're going to have some tests and some trials. You're going to have some people try to come against you. Without without the test, there is no testimony. If you didn't have any test in your life, you wouldn't need God. So I'm saying this to prepare people that yes, with the favor of God, yes, you're going to receive blessings this year. Yes, you're going to receive miracles this year. Yes, things are going to happen for you this year. And yes, this is going to be the best year of your life. But on top of that, you are going, me, me and you, because I'm going to throw myself in there. We are going to go through some tests and some trials. That's what faith is. That's how we help stand on our faith. And sometimes, sometimes we go, we, we, we go through things. And I, and I say this a lot. Sometimes we go through things for other people, but sometimes we go through things for ourselves. You might say, well, what do you mean we go through things for ourselves? Sometimes God allows things to happen to show us our where our faith is in him. Sometimes, sometimes we go through things to, to show, to allow the devil to see where our faith is, is at in him. Because the devil does not know where your faith is unless you say something about it. In your actions and in your words. The devil don't know the true, the true level of faith that you have in him. He didn't know about it with Job. 
Because if he did, he wouldn't have test Job like he did. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have touched Job like he did. He was stupid enough. The devil was stupid enough to try to test Job. But he had to ask God first. And I like using Job because Job's faith, man, I believe, and this is my own personal opinion, I believe Job had the greatest amount of faith in everybody in the Bible and everybody that ever lived. And that's my own personal opinion. I believe that Job had the most greatest faith in anybody that ever lived. Because Job went through a lot and everything that happened to him happened to him in one day. He lost his he lost his family, he lost his wealth, he lost his children, he lost everything. His health declined and everything happened in one day. Everything happened in one day. He had people coming against him. So Job never uh, walked away from God. Some people go through stuff in life and they ready to walk away from God. Oh, well, I'm just giving up because I didn't get what I want. You get mad at God and be ready to walk away. Job never walked away. He had boils on him. He was scraping with pottery, trying to scrape away the, the, the burning and the itching that was going on in his body. Boils all over his body. His wife came against him. His own wife told him, Why, Job, what is going what is wrong with you? Why don't you curse God and die? His friends came against him. They thought Job had sinned, but Job didn't sin. But God was using Job's life to prove a point to the devil because the devil had went to God and said, God, if you if you just move your hand, Job will curse you to your face. But he was showing the devil God's uh, God was showing the enemy Job's level of faith in Jesus Christ. He was showing his his level of faith in in God. He was also showing Job his level of faith too. That's why sometimes the things that we go through is not meant to kill us. And when the things come, when things come, things have limitations on it. God puts limitations on the things that, that come in our life. For example, when Job went, before Job went through what he went through, the devil asked, the devil asked God, if you just move your hand, he'll curse you to your face. And, and the Lord said, okay, look, and I'm paraphrasing. He did just like this. He's like, all right, devil, you can do this. You can do that. You can do this. You can take that away from him. You can take this away from him, but you cannot touch his life. Out of everything Job went through, his life was not taken. And that's the same thing with us. The devil cannot touch you and the things that come in your life cannot take your life unless God allows it. The things cannot overtake you unless God allows it. 
And that is part of our faith. We must believe that anything that we go through, we will not turn our back on God. The Bible says, what shall separate us from the love of God? Shall principalities. And it talks about that. It talks about it. It talks about us. And matter of fact, instead of just talking about it, we're going to read it. We're going to read it. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Verses 35 through 39. And I'm going to read it in your hearing. Romans chapter 8, verses 30, 39. And it reads, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or pearl, or sword, as it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is what we're talking about. We must stand on our faith. Faith believing and faith executed by action. Nothing should be able to separate you from God. Nothing should be able to separate you from your relationship with Jesus Christ. Nothing should be able to separate you. And I'm talking about everything. The Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? We cannot make it to the favor of God until we stand on our most holy faith. Now watch this. Let's go to Jude. Jude. There's only one chapter in in the book of Jude. So Jude. Jude uh, verse number three, because I want you to see something. There are going to be there. There is going to be people that are going to try to come up against us in this year. There are going to be people that are going to try to tell you your dream is dead. You can't make it. The devil himself will try to tell you, you can't make it. But you can, but with the power of the Holy Ghost, you, if you, if you receive the Holy Ghost and if you got the Holy Ghost on today, you can say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. You can stand on your holy faith. Now watch this. This is to the saints. Jude uh, chapter starting at verse number three. 
verses three and verse four. And it reads, beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye shall earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unaware who were before who were before of old ordination or ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the common salvation. This is the faith that we must contend. We must contend to the faith. We must contend to the faith. I remember reading uh, or watching a um, a uh, a old speech by Martin Luther King, and I don't I don't remember the title of the speech. I don't remember the the full speech, but I remember a part of that speech that he was saying. It, it, in that speech, he said, with this faith. And out of that whole speech, I only got that out of it. And the Lord started dealing with me about with this faith. This is the faith that we need to live life. This is the faith. When it talks about contend to the faith, what that was once delivered, what we're talking about today is the salvation of Jesus Christ. When we get into the salvation of Jesus Christ, you will be able to walk freely and fully in the faith of God. Now, I know some people say that they believe in God, that they that they trust in God, but can you really say that? And I don't tremble when I say this. I'll say this to any person that needs to hear it. And like I said, I don't tremble when I say it because I got the word of God to back me up. If you have not received salvation, you cannot truly walk in the faith. The, the, the faith that is that that is talked about in Jude that was once delivered, because if you're not a saint of God, this is the faith that he the, the faith that he was talking about. He was talking to the saints. Now, when you get your when you get his spirit on the inside of you, then you become a saint of God. Amen. Then you become a saint of God. Then you can walk in that in that in that uh, faith that they're talking about in the book of Jude. You can contend to the faith because you have the power to contend to the faith. The Bible says uh, in Acts chapter one, verse eight, it says, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall have what power? What is that power? The, the spirit of God dwelling on the inside of you. 
to be able to not uh, turn away from the faith. That when things get hard, you won't, you will not turn away. You will not walk away. Why? Because the power of God liveth on the inside of you. You won't have to turn to the things that you were once doing before you received salvation. You won't have to turn back to the things. You won't have to look back like Lot's wife. You won't have to look back at the things of your past, the things that you were doing before you got saved. You won't have to look back. Why? Because you got the power of God on the inside of you and nothing compares to that. Because like we read and like we said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What does that mean? All the powers of the world don't even compare to the power of God that rests on the inside of a person. The power of God that rests on the inside of a person, they can speak to the mountain and be moved. They can speak things as not as though they were. They can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's how great the power of God is. And that's what we need to be able to live on our most holy faith. This is what we need. This is for everybody, every man, woman, boy, and girl. You don't believe me? Read Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 39. This power that I'm talking about, the power of the Holy Ghost can help you live in faith. To help you walk in faith. To help you live a holy and saved life. It can help you. You don't believe me that it's that it's for you? The Bible says um, in in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, it says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. What does remission mean? It means the removal of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And in verse 39, it says, And this promise is unto you. And unto your children and unto those that are afar off. Why do we need the Holy Ghost? Do you not know that the Holy Ghost and our faith are two things that we need to be able to live life? Why? Why do we need the Holy Ghost to be able to walk in our most holy faith? Because it gives us power to walk in faith. The faith in action moves God and that then is shown our lives are shown unto people the Bible says in, in also in Acts 1 and 8 it says that after the Holy Ghost has come upon you you shall have power and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in and in, and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. What does that mean? You're going to be a witness of God's grace, of God's glory upon your life. You'll be able to say, yeah, I've been through that, but God, but God brought me out. Yes, I was sick, but God brought me out. Yes, I was down and out, 
And yes, but how did you, how were you able to stand and you were able to still have a smile on your face? How? Because of God. Because of my faith in him. And my faith in him pleased him and he moved for me. He moved for me and God's favor rested upon my life. That's how I made it out. That's how I made it out. And there's nothing like the favor of God rested upon a person's life. You think you think cars, money, and clothes are the best thing that you've ever received? Let God's favor be on your life. Because guess what? Not only if God's favor is upon a person's life, not only do you have favor with God, but you'll also have favor with man. He'll put you in places that you would never dream of. He'll give you favor with people that you'll never think to have favor with. You think, and I'm about to use this as an example. You think that uh, 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 you might have a business and you might have, you you, you think that your business is, is flourishing right now. You get, you get the Holy Ghost. You get the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy, I dare you to receive the Holy Ghost. Receive it like the day of Pentecost. Have that day of Pentecost experience. And then, after you have received it, you walk in it. You walk holy. You talk holy. You live like, you walk with your head up high as a servant of the Most High God. You walk like you know you blessed. You talk like you know you blessed. You live like you know you blessed. And watch God move in your life. And he'll take you places that you never imagined. He'll take, he'll flourish. Because the Bible says we prosper as our what? Our soul prosper. And we have, we have tools to help us stand on our most holy faith. We got prayer. We got fasting. We, we got the word of God. So we got tools to help us. We got praise. We got worship. We got giving. We got uh, um, um, uh, intercessory, intercessory prayer. We got all of this stuff. And the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You got a stronghold in your life. Your family got a stronghold in their life. I dare you to receive the Holy Ghost and walk in your most holy faith and walk and you speak things as not as though they were because we read it in, in, in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Whatever your family member might be going through, you can speak life into that person. You can speak life over that, over that problem. You can speak the opposite of what you see and watch that thing come to pass. Watch, watch that thing come to pass. And it will be, and the people that said that it cannot happen, the, the people that said it cannot happen will be, I mean, their, their eyes will be big because they're going to wonder how. And you need your enemies to be present when you get blessed, you need your enemies. That's why the Bible says, 
Uh, he prepares the table before me in the what? In the presence of mine enemies. He wants to show his favor in your life, in the presence of your haters, in the presence of your enemies, in the presence of people that you don't even know. Because we got people watching. It's not just our enemies. There's people that are looking and looking for you to, to succeed. There's some people that are looking for you to succeed. There's some people that are going through right now. Going through something. Something that you might be going through. You might be going through the same problem that person is going through. And they're looking at you to see if you to see if you'll make it. Because if they know that if you make it, I can make it. Amen. That's the favor of God over our life. But we got to walk in faith. We got to walk in faith, y'all. Because if we don't walk in faith, we won't see the favor of God at all. I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to leave you with this scripture. In Psalms 121, in the book of Psalms, Psalms 121, and this is a very familiar passage of scripture for, and I say Bible scholars, for the people that, for any Bible scholars, that's all right. It's okay. You don't know that, that much about the Bible, that's okay too. Because you can always learn. Amen. This is what this this is what this podcast is here for. Amen. To help encourage you. To show you. Amen. To not just not just not just to teach, but it's also here to help you. To know the word of God for yourself. Amen. But Psalms 121, Psalms 121, it's a very familiar passage of scripture. It reads, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel will not slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee, preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. This is the favor of God. But we have to, as it as it states in verse number one, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. That's another stipulation right there. We have to stand on our most holy faith that when things look bleak, when things are not looking right, when bills are sky high, 
when bills are flowing over our heads, when we don't see a way out, we got to look to the hills. We got to look to Jesus. And we got to stand on what we believe. That looking to the hills, that's your faith in action. We believe that God can do it, but we got to put our faith in action. And we got to say, God, I know you can do this thing and I believe you can do this thing. And I'm looking to you to do for you to do it. And we will not let nothing turn us around from what we believe. Faith, believing in faith in action. And if we stand. We will see God's blessings upon our life on this year. This is the year. This year is the year. 2023. 2023 from January all the way to December. Should the Lord tarry? Should the Lord tarry? Should the Lord allow us to live all year long? We can have blessings on top of blessings all 12 months out of this year. And we can walk into 2024 blessed and highly favored. Amen. We, it's up to us how how far we get in God. It's up to us if the favor of God rests upon our life. My former pastor used to say, uh, your attitude controls your altitude. Your attitude controls your altitude. You might say, well, what do you mean, Adam? What do you mean? I'm, what she meant was the way you conduct yourself, the way you carry yourself controls how far you go. If you do the things of God, God will take you to places that you have never imagined. Your actions control where you go. And I'm going to say it again because that that was good. Your actions control where you go. Your actions control where you go. Your actions in God. You standing on your faith. You standing and believing and acting upon what you believe controls where you go. You receiving the Holy Ghost controls where you go. Both spiritually and naturally. It controls. If you have the Holy Ghost, it controls where you go. Through this life and it and it controls. You control that. If you receive the Holy Ghost and keep and keep with it and stay with him, you have controlled your final destination, which is heaven. You have control over that. Not even the devil himself has control over that. But you do. You do. You'll have greater. You might have. You might say, well. I don't have the Holy Ghost, but I got control over over my destiny. Yes, you do. But you'll have even more greater control if you receive the Holy Ghost, I promise you. You'll have a greater, 
And God will be able to position you through the minefields of your life better. Because when you get his spirit on the inside of you, you'll be able to hear his voice more clearly. There's so many people that are hearing so many voices and think it's the Lord's voice and it's really not the Lord. It's either they flesh us a spirit from the end, from the devil, or it's the devil himself. I'm telling you now, there are some people in this world today that say that they hearing voices, my God, and they, they listening to the wrong voice. They listening to the wrong sums of people. The Bible says evil communication, evil communication, corrupt good manners. You listening to this wind and that wind. You listening to this person and that person. And they ain't giving you sound advice at all. They ain't telling you a bit, bit more how to get to closer to God than the man on the moon. But they trying to tell you how to, but they trying to teach you how to live life. I, they got so many gurus out, out here now. So many spiritual advisors. But if it ain't in the word. If it ain't in the Bible and if it ain't telling you how to be saved and how to stay saved and how to contend to the faith, it ain't it, it ain't it, it ain't biblical. It ain't Bible. And if they try to twist the word of God, I'm going to tell you this right now. They cursed. They cursed. The Bible says if any other per- if if a person comes and tries to uh come with another gospel they trying to change the word of God around the Bible says let them be accursed they gonna have they, they, they gonna be cursed they trying to the Lord is trying to tell you to go this way but they say oh no it don't take all that God didn't say go that way they gonna be cursed and guess what if you follow them if you following those type of people you gonna be cursed too because the Bible says the blind lead the blind they all fall in the ditch That's what the Bible says. The blind lead the blind. They all fall in the ditch. They all fall in there. You're going to have problems if you're following the wrong person. And I don't know who I'm talking to today. If you're following the wrong crowd, if you're following the crowd of the party, the party life and all this stuff, you go. If you want to do that, go ahead. But I guarantee you, you're going to fall in the ditch. And I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm saying this because this is the word of God. I'm just being I'm just being blunt with it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we got we 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 gotta we we as saints of God gotta say it in season, out of season, and we gotta say it with love. And I'm telling you this out of love, out of love for you and caring for your soul. I care more about a person's soul. And then making it to heaven, then I do anything else. And that goes for any and everybody. I care about your soul. I'll say it out of love. But I love, but I I want your soul to make it to heaven. I want to make it to heaven. But we are not gonna get there if we are not doing it the way God tells us to do it. The Bible says there's only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. In the book of Ephesians, it says there's only one Lord, 
one faith and one baptism. There are so many different religions teaching us how to get, trying to teach false stuff, trying to get to heaven. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. There's only one Lord, one faith and one baptism. There's only one way. One way. There's a what the Bible says there's a way that seemeth right to man, but the end thereof is death. What is the death? If you go in the wrong way spiritually, you're gonna lead that person is gonna be led, led. And I'm sorry, I did it's what the Bible says. They gon' they 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 gonna open up. Hell, hell's where they're gonna open up their eyes. This world today can teach everything under the sun the wrong way. In schools, they got they 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 got everything that is being taught. But most of it is going against the will of God. That it's okay to do this. It's okay to do that. It's okay to be this way. It's okay to be that way. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Over this podcast right now, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Every foul spirit, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Every foul spirit that has tried to come against us, tried to come against you, tried to come against you, man, tried to come against you, woman, tried to come against you, little uh, young man, young girl. I rebuke every spirit that has tried to fight against you, tried to fight against the will of God for your life. Take your rightful place in God. Do it today. Do it now. The Bible says that uh, that we need we 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 need to get closer to God. The Bible lets us know that we need to get closer to God. Work, the Bible says work while it is day. Thank you, Jesus. Work while it's day. For when night cometh, no man will work. There's going to come a day where God's, where God's hand of mercy is going to be stripped off the earth. And I don't know why I'm going here because I was trying to end. But there's some people that are walking underneath people uh mom and daddy's prayers you walk walking under sister's prayers you walking under brother's prayers but you don't have a relationship for, with God for yourself and on today I'm talking to who I'm talking to if the shoe fits wear it if the shoe fits wear it I'm talking to who I'm talking to today let me tell you this If you do not have a relationship with God right now, if you don't have a closer relationship with him, if you are not saved today, if you have not been born again of the water and the spirit, you need to be. You must be to see the Lord's face in peace one day. We've already quoted the scripture, Acts 2 and 38. You've got to repent. 
You got to be baptized in Jesus name. And you got to be filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues as the spirit of God gives the utterance. The same thing that they did on the day of Pentecost is the same thing we got to do now. God has not changed the order of salvation. He has not changed the order of salvation. He has not changed the order. Now, I have now I will say this. You might say, well, I've seen people receive the Holy Ghost before they got baptized. What you mean God ain't changed the order? Now, you can receive the Holy Ghost before you get baptized, but God ain't changed the order. God still ain't changed the order of salvation. Because you might you might speak in tongues and receive the Holy Ghost, but you still got to get baptized. And the only way to receive the Holy Ghost whether you get baptized and receive the Holy Ghost or whether you receive the Holy Ghost first and then get baptized, God still ain't changed the order. You still got to repent to receive to, to do both of them. Still got to repent. And repentance is being godly sorry for, for sins that you have committed. And then, after you've done all that, then you can walk in the newness of life. Then you got the power to walk in faith. Faith believing and faith in action so that you can get to the favor of God for your life. I pray that you have got something out of this. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. I pray that this new year be have all sorts of blessings in it in your life. And I pray that whatever you go through in this life from from January 16th on up until whenever that the favor of God rest upon your life as long as we do what God has called for us to do in Jesus name God bless you I love you and as it states in Acts 2 and 38 then Peter said unto them repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the only way to see the Lord's face in peace. This is the only way to see the Lord one day in Jesus' name. God bless you. I love you. This is the Summit Internet Radio Podcast right here on every platform that you could think of. Amen. Uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to me from, whatever country you're listening to me from, God bless you. I love you. And until next week, God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you in Jesus name.